Do we know what we're gonna talk about? I guess we're gonna find out right now. Are you, you good? I've been recording. Yeah, it's recording. You're good. You're good. Okay. Uh, I'm. Hello. Uh, I'm Michael Lobo. I'm here with. What do you want to be called? My name. Yeah. Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Gonzalez. You could have been. Okay. Okay. Damn. You went full name. Okay. Is that okay? That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> now I have lots of can, other names they, that have been called. That's sh oh. I have lots wanna, of other nicknames too. Do you want to share those? So I was called in college Wera Loca. Okay. And during my burlesque period, I was called Chacha Spice. Excuse me, wait, what? What's burlesque? What? During my burlesque period. What does this entail? <laughs> so there was a, there was a, well, I mean, I think as, as women, we all go through confidence and self-esteem uh -huh. issues. And so in my, in my late 20s, early 30s, my husband says, you know, I'm really getting tired of you calling yourself fat and ugly. We got to do something about that. You're damn right. And so he encouraged me to uh -huh. try burlesque. How long I, did you do it for? I did it for about a year. Yeah? And I, I loved it because we had all kinds of different women, shapes, sizes, body types, colors, yeah. ages. Yeah. And it was absolutely phenomenal because that's where I started to feel better about who I was as a woman, as a person, and what I looked like. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but then absolutely. I got pregnant. Okay. And I felt, well, you know what, I don't think I should it. be dancing while I'm pregnant. No? Burlesque. No, you I can just... get it. I, I felt like there was something morally wrong about okay. that. Okay, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then afterwards, you didn't want to. Uh, you know what? It's interesting because I I just did a visioning board for 2019, uh -huh. and I I caught myself putting up a picture of some burlesque dancers. Yes. And so my husband got really excited about that. He's like, I'm glad because he he was able to see yeah. the positive yeah, that yeah. came out of that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I've been struggling a little bit again. You know, I've uh -huh. had two children since. Okay. And my body has changed drastically, and so, yeah, I'm thinking about going back, maybe. Yeah. Did did you perform uh, in public places, or was it just a class? Or? So I did classes, and we were just about to perform okay. when I got pregnant. You got pregnant. Okay. See, that's what happens when you start feeling good about yourself. Your that's what happened your to me. Your husband starts liking you a lot more, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to perform. I had the routine down. It was uh, this is a man's world. Yeah. I had the the costume. I had it all, man. We were ready to go. I had, yeah. We were gonna do it with a group of like eight to ten ladies, and we all had our our theme for like who we were as as the burlesque dancer. Um, what was yeah. your theme? So my theme. So so I I was gonna go in. Um, so the, when you start burlesque, they ask you what part of your body is it that you really, really like? What what a part of you is something that makes you feel very sexy? Uh -huh. And so some people will say, oh, it's my breasts, or some people will say it's my legs, or it's my you know my lips. And so for me, it was my hair. Yeah. So it would literally design a performance around using my hair uh -huh. as a way to seduce. And so my theme was gonna I was gonna use my hair. And uh, had it all picked out, and it was going to be, you know, not, I'm not very much of a girly girl, and so my, my theme was going to be more of a, a very sexy um, burlesque dancer that had, like, men's clothes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I never got to do it. So, but this year, maybe. It's on the vision board. It's on the vision board. Serena made one, and there was a, a receipt for Panda Express <laughs> right before she met me. She, a vision board? She yeah. made a vision board, and <laughs> on it like? was a Panda Express receipt, and then the next day we met, <laughs> and then she proposed to me. It was very strange. She was very forward. <laughs> I didn't understand it. <laughs> and the first time I introduced her to my mom, I said, this is my, my girlfriend, Serena, and she said, when are you marrying her? When is this going to happen? And I said, I just, I don't even know her last name. Why would you suggest that now? Where are the kids? There's no kids, Mom. She's so crazy. Uh, did you grow up dancing? Uh, no. No? No, I did not. And so then this just came out of nowhere then. Absolutely. Were you to dance? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what parties? Not like, I mean, oh, okay. we didn't go family to like parties. dance class or anything like that. Yeah. No. Okay. No. no. I don't believe you. No, family really. parties? What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, like the fiestas and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, what kind dance. of family parties are you? Well, we didn't dance burlesque or well, we didn't take I, didn't I did. Family <laughs> I know. I was like, what family parties am I missing here? That. Or I guess my family, like the baby showers and that's Serena, that voice in the distance. Oh my, wow. Uh, okay, so did you grow up in Phoenix, Arizona? I did. Arizona? Uh-huh. Okay. I grew up in Phoenix, but I was born in California. Okay, why uh, did you move? Why my, would you do that father, to yourself? I know. Well, no, I, well, my father moved us oh, out okay. here when we were very young for work. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in Maryville. Oh, okay, I have a few fraternity brothers who grew up mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. I still love work. I still love Maryville so much that I choose to work there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get to work with the community that that built me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to work with families that are similar to the families that I grew up with. Yeah. And so it's really, really, it doesn't feel like a job for me ever. Oh, that's important. Because then you're not hating it. Well, you can hate it, but you... Uh... Yeah, sometimes I hate the people I work for. Yeah, yeah. I hear you on that one. But I love yeah. the people I work with. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, because you get a lot of people working in uh, like communities they don't perhaps relate to. So it's always really good to help out where you came from. Because you understand it. Yeah. You understand what those families are going through. Yeah, and for me it was really important to go back... You know, because so many people leave, yeah, you know, yeah. where they come from and, and never really come back. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was really important that I come back and help create opportunities so others could be or could have access to some of the things that I had access to. Right. Um, how were you in high school? Because I was kind of the, the class clown, kind of the goof. Yeah. Um, theater kid. So what... A pretty good your, kid. I don't yeah. think I fit into any group. Okay. Um, I kind of got along with everybody. Yeah. Um, I remember not liking high school. Oh yeah. And always trying to, you know, find a way to keep myself busy and yeah. take as many classes as I could so I could get out of high school. Yeah, yeah. I worked a lot in high school um, because I because I needed to get out of the house. You know, my family was very um, strict. Yep. And <laughs> yep. Very old school, traditional Latino family, and mm-hmm. so I needed to get out. And so I worked at KFC, and I used to take as many hours as I could so that I didn't have to be at home mm-hmm. and fight with my mother. True. Uh, yeah. But I loved working at KFC. That's I can tell out of out of all the jobs that I've had, that has been my favorite one. Really. Working at KFC. Why is that? Is that where you went to the I did. I did. So I, I, why did I like KFC? I loved, I loved working with customers. Okay. And I loved working with the hardest ones. You know, the ones that yeah. are always unhappy? Yeah. Those were my favorite ones. How, what? Most of the times. How, why? Uh, because most of the time, they just need someone to listen to them. Okay. You know? Yeah. And it was always really, uh, I liked the challenge of yeah. trying to figure out how I could get them to leave happy. Right. Um, I'm, I'm also very known as a peacemaker. I'm, one of my qualities is peacemaking. And so I always liked the challenge of trying to get people to you know, be happy. Yeah. They're always negative. Like my husband is always negative every day. Yeah. He literally wakes up in the morning and he has to find something negative uh-huh. to say about the day. Damn. That's my husband. Yeah. Right? And so I love working with customers, and I love my favorite food is fried chicken, and so I had Hell the best of yes. both worlds. Hell yes. And I used to leave, like, every night with buckets full of fried chicken. Yeah. What is your favorite chicken place, then? Fried right chicken now? place. Oh, it's still KFC. Still KFC, yeah? yeah it's still KFC. Oh, I don't think I've I have had a loyalty. in a very long time. I have a loyalty <laughs> to KFC. When you eat... Uh, Chicken wings, is it bone in or bone out? Oh, either. Either one. Oh, okay. Serena hates boneless. I do hate boneless. I 
feel I don't like, understand. like the chicken is not chicken. I feel like it's mostly <laughs> breaded. <laughs> it's I just a ball of bread. It's, it's just yeah. like where you meat. can like tear the chicken. There's just a taste Something to it where about. you can taste it yeah. off the bone and it's amazing. And it, the rest of the shit is all bread. <laughs> okay. oh. Chicken unless oh. there's a bone. Yeah, I can yeah. get that. How do you uh, stay so positive then to, to want to be the peacekeeper? Oh, how do I stay? Well, people always ask me how. People ask me that a lot. And it's a choice, right? Yeah. So you wake so up in the morning you, and yeah. you have to make a choice. And literally, I have to every morning. So I struggle with clinical depression. Mm-hmm. And so every morning, it is a struggle to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have to... I have to really make the choice. And so I, I wake up and I say, I'm going to have a good day today. Mm-hmm. I don't care what happens. I'm going to make it a good day. Yeah. And that's just how, you know, once once you do that. And then I start with every morning. Um, if I can get the bed done in the morning before yeah. I leave, amongst everything else I got to do with children. Mm-hmm and a spouse, then mm-hmm. I know that I can figure out the rest of the day. Yeah. So every morning, I have to get the bed done, or else the world will go to shit for me. Right, <laughs> It's right. the little things, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's all about choices. Mm-hmm. Do you, because uh, as a teacher, uh, we're trained not to, how do I say, punish the kids for yesterday's uh, whatever they did. Um, so I have to do every morning. All right, it's a clean slate. Greet the kids like it's brand new. Hey, and don't and push out of my head that they punched someone in the face the other day. Yes, or even you, right? Or even me. Yeah, Sometimes they'll they or punch you too. sneezed in my mouth, and I'm like, you mother. And so <laughs> I gotta keep it, and I try it, and then five minutes into the day, they do something, and I'm like, well, day's over. This yeah. guy, I'm gonna kill this kid. Do you, do you have any things throughout the day to check yourself back in to, all right, I need to come back, uh, check my mind where I'm at? Do I, do you have do any, because I, I, I try to do breathing exercises, I try to, I'll just, you walk away, little boy, and then well, I, I will come to talk smoke. to you. I okay. mean, that was one of my things, okay. but then I got married and my husband said I had to stop, and okay. that was really important to him, so I stopped, um... Yeah, he did, yeah. So I, I used to cool. Smoke. Cool. I used to smoke a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, now you know, you know people. I mean, people piss you off all the damn time. Right. So I how do you, how do you? I mean, I'm trying to think about it. She she'll she'll come home angry, upsetting, and I just know? hand her a glass of wine and I say, go in the room. Yeah. Don't talk to me because you're gonna yell at me. Yep. Just go in there, watch watch Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then child. And then we'll hang out when you're done. I guess for me. So I, how do you how do you snap out of the? I don't want to give piss it off in this. People that much control over my mm. over me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really a matter of reminding myself is that they don't have that much power over me. Yeah. Um, and and talking it through, in my mind. Yeah. You know because people do some crazy shit, man. Yeah. Um, or I call somebody. Mm-hmm. And I vent to somebody, and then yeah. they usually, you know, that it's it's sometimes you just need to get it out, yes. and then you're able to just continue. Right. Do you um. Where did you get the the wanting to give back to the community? It's oh. always interesting to me to hear where people got that seed to to be charitable to want to volunteer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think in the Latino community I think that we are just kind of grown that way mm-hmm. I think we're all a little bit of we all we all naturally are philanthropists within our own culture it's about you know growing up but my my parents always you know helped yeah. the neighbor yeah. or the family member or they did extra at the school or so it's just kind of grown yeah you know growing up it was built into me as part of what you do you know, right. just like a lot of the other things that you got to work really hard and, you know, you can't, you, you school is the pathway and, uh-huh. you know, just it's kind of, I think that in, in my culture, that's just part of what we do, you right. know, and um, I think that if we had money, 
uh-huh. we would be able to give a lot more, you know. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think we just were always giving. Mm-hmm. It's just not always monetary. Right. Where did you go after Maryvale? I went to Tucson. Okay. So I went to Tucson and I went to school at the U of A. Mm-hmm. And that was intentional. It wasn't too far. And it wasn't too close. Wait, did you say that was intentional? It was. Okay. <laughs> it was. And so I had to make it I had to make a choice. I came up here. Yeah. Right? So you had a similar experience. It wasn't yeah. too far, it wasn't too close. But it was far enough to be It was far enough to be away from my, my own. Yeah. from my family. Far enough away to be from people here that I knew were not gonna support me in what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so I loved it. I loved Tucson. Yeah. If I could have found a job there I probably would have stayed yeah but it's it's such a small place and Mm -hmm. you know work is so limited out there there was really only two options when I was there was either work at Raytheon the U of A the U of A and the hospital too Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't do any of those Mm -hmm. and so I came back home yeah what did you major in I majored in family studies and human development yay that was my minor what drew you to that Again, it's the people aspects about helping okay. people. Yeah. It's all about, yeah, it's about helping people and communities. If they would have had a social work program out there, that's probably the one that I would have chosen. Yeah. Um, but I came back home and then I was able to get my master's at ASU in social work. Oh, neat. Which was really, really cool. Yeah. I added, because I was in school for a long time, and then I think in the last uh, two years, year and a half, I added the family studies minor. Because the, the goal was, you know, if, if I didn't become famous, um, was, uh, don't laugh at that. So, um, I wanted to be a family psychologist, um, because I, I came from a pretty, uh, uh, fucked up family. So I figured, oh, well then I can help because I'm, I know what that's like for the most part, right? I mean, um, I'm sure we have the same check boxes, but, uh, and then I, I kind of stumbled into teaching. Um, and so I, I sometimes think about that but I'm able to use it with with my families and my kids so I still get to I still get to use it so if you would have been famous what would you have done oh acting you would have been yeah I I act oh I haven't in a couple years but um I was acting consistently for about eight or nine years okay yeah and I loved it and um which is in an Asian family not not the thing you go for uh and acting is supposed to be a nurse or an engineer um, and even psychology, my mom didn't understand. She said, what is, what the fuck is psychology? And then I'd say, it's, and she, why don't you be a nurse? Like, like Trisha and my brothers are engineers. My cousins are all nurses. My mom yeah. was a nurse. And so, and then I added acting on top of that. Yeah. Uh, not cool for them, but, um, I, they eventually came around. Yeah. Um, and so they would tease me. They'd say, oh, so you're going to win an Oscar? Is that what you're going to do, my cat? Will you take me with you? Said, you can't talk shit, mom, and then want me to take you as my date to the Oscars. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, um, but what, that, that's what I'd be, that's what I'd be famous yeah. for. So when I grow up, okay, because I don't feel I've grown up yet. And oh, I don't me neither. Yeah. Me neither. Do you, are you, okay, so it pisses me off when people, uh, when when they it's their birthday and they say, uh, "Oh damn, I'm this old," mm-hmm. or are you on the other side of? Uh, uh, it's great that I'm. You know, if my body didn't hurt in mm, the morning, yeah, it's just different now that I'm older. Oh, so I, I hear just you. turned thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I just turned thirty-seven. Well, thank you. Okay. But my body That's, hurts. Things yeah. hurt on my body, and yeah. I have to go see the doctor more often. And I think that's what pisses me off about getting older. Yeah. But I don't feel I 37. Right. Right? I yeah, feel yeah. really young. Uh-huh. And, you know, I still want to do a lot of things in my life. I have goals. I have dreams. But, yeah, if my body just wouldn't give in on me. Yeah. That's a good I example. I would really embrace getting the, older a lot better. Right. Um, this happened to me the... We were in Tucson for the, the Thanksgiving um, weekend, and... You know, the baby's walking around, and I think I went to pick him up. And it was the first time ever where I, my spine was like, you're not coming back up today. 
and I was stuck there for maybe 30 seconds, and I was so scared. I was like, no, I'm only, oh, God, I'm only 30, bye. And then, so I pushed myself back up, and yeah. then it happened a couple more times since then. I was like, what is, I need yeah. to do yoga. Well, and you I know, need to stretch. if I don't cross my legs, uh-huh. I'll piss on myself, Shit. you know? Yeah. And even that, I might even shit on myself if I don't, if I'm not careful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nope, I'm with you on the, the shitting, yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, oh, dang it. Because, you know, childbirth uh-huh. really did a number. on. You know, oh, yeah. It, it just added to the issues with my body. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's when, you know, watching Serena be pregnant and then uh, it, it's just nuts what your bodies have to go through. And then the doctor made me watch yeah. the, uh, the happening, I don't know. Um, and uh, whoop. And so I was like, why, why do we do this? And why were, are we in so... your mind, were you thinking I did this to her? Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You I'm totally so sorry. did that to her. I know. <laughs> and she's like, we need more kids. What? You want me to do that again? To, you, you know, you're, we don't tag out. Like, you're going to do it again. And I'm going to be the idiot holding your hand, trying to tell you to breathe. Like, that's nothing changed. I remember when I was pregnant, my husband used to tell people, we're pregnant. I said, what? We are not. No. We're pregnant? I'm pregnant. She's no. I whenever people would try to give that to us, I'm like, no, Serena's Serena's doing all the work. When they're like, Michael, you that's a beautiful son, and I go, that was Serena. I had maybe five percent credit. Like I don't get any for the stuff she had to go through. Yeah. No, it's nuts. Um, Serena was telling me you're at at your work. You also do. Um, is it the House of Beverly? No, no, no. That's in Tucson. With uh, something The with... Heart of Isaac. Yes, yes. Thank you. Can you explain that? Yeah. So that project was very much community-led, 100%. And many times what we find when you're working with communities is that organizations, I call them the do-gooders. They mm-hmm. come into communities and they want to come in there and, and tell the community what is best for them. Yep. Right? Yep. It's like, oh, this is we your problem. Yeah. Right? I'm going to diagnose you, mm-hmm. and here's how you're going to, this is how you need to fix it. And so my approach has been very different, and the community knows exactly what their issues are, and they know how to fix their own mm-hmm. problems. You know, and that might be the, the social work part of me. I don't know. And so this, this, this project, um, I was invited and I, and I say that Great. because you, you, you need to be invited when you're working mm-hmm. in community. You can't just roll up into someone's house. You, yeah. you, you, need to, you need to be invited. And so I was invited to support this community um, to identify how um, to address the social and health service needs of their family, of families in this, in this school district and, mm-hmm. or in this community. And so what we did is, you know, we worked very closely with the families and the students and the staff of the school district to identify what, what the solution was. And, and the solution was to, to create or to build a family resource center that never existed there. Yeah. And so they took a dilapidated house, and every month they worked on that house. And yeah. with their own sweat equity, they were able to slowly but surely renovate that house i mean they weren't able to get it to pass you know city inspection and get permits and all that however the work that they were doing drew others and they were able to get a huge organization to come and drop shit ton of money and actually contract people that could renovate the house so that they could get a permit yeah and so now this house is this place that has changed the narrative of this community drastically this Uh this community in Maryville is known for a lot of really bad things you know Mm Maryville is not a place that um, people get ever say good things about I think we I think Maryville made national news not so long ago about the Chihuahua gangs right what yeah I didn't hear about this yeah Maryville made national news because uh, uh, I guess there's packs of Chihuahuas Packs of Chihuahua gangs that just roam the streets every day. And so did you wait? Hold wait. Did you hear about this Chihuahua gang? 
Did you know, you remember the Maryville made national news about, the, I guess, supposedly there's packs of chihuahua gangs that roam the street. We have a stray dog problem. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, we have a stray dog issue. Yeah. But it well, literally, if you Google it, Maryville Village in Phoenix, chihuahua, chihuahua gangs. I, I mean, that. alongside, you know, Jora Pio and everything yeah, else, we were, well, you know, we, yeah. we made national news about our chihuahuas, yeah. which I don't ever see, but yes. <laughs> That's adorable. Right? I mean, who would them. be scared of that? Yeah, why? But yes, yeah. that was national. Yeah. And so our community has really um, begun to change the narrative for okay. that community. And so they've created this space that is really their own. And so mm-hmm. regardless of who, who comes and go goes in leadership there in that school district or even myself, they yeah. will sustain that place because it's theirs. Yeah. And it's been really beautiful. Yeah. And that's great because now they're they're invested and involved. Yep. Yeah, like you said, to continue it, yeah. no matter who's... And they're working with other families, and they're building each other up. I, I, I like to talk about the house, and I think people tend to see the house as like, oh, this is like the, the success story. But for me, is the success really is the 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 families right so how they have grown how Mm -hmm. they grew in leadership throughout the process you know in the beginning the families when they first started the work wouldn't say a word Mm -hmm. we're looking at we were working with you know families that were immigrant families that were monolingual spanish speaking that had some trauma and lots of fear and so they wouldn't say a word to the end of the process where they were telling the superintendent, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. Yes. And they were telling city council, we want that lot next door, and this is why. And uh-huh. so that was really, I think, the success of the project. I mean, yeah. the house was, was I think nice it's the too. physical, yeah. But to see them stand up for each other and for what they wanted. Right. Um, after U of A... Did you instantly come back to Phoenix? Did you yeah, so fight I, in the underground circuit? <laughs> kickboxing? Uh, no. International no. spy? What was after? No. I came back home. Okay. I came back home. Um, well, first I had thought I had graduated. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't. You thought you graduated. Well, what? I guess the, adv- the advisor miscounted my credits. And I walked and what I did everything sh- I know. And then he I went just... to Australia for vacation. And so when I was so about you're... to come home, I had a job already lined up. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Child Protective Services. I was ready to go, man. And um, no, the, I got called in and they said, no, you didn't really graduate. You you need to do three more credits. I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I already bought a house. I have a job lined up. I can't yeah. I have to go home. So they said, well, just, you know, why don't you do, you know, go get a internship out in Phoenix and write a thesis and we'll give you three credits. I said, okay, I can do that. That's what I did. And it was really hard to find an internship because I didn't have any, any experience. Mm-hmm. And people really wanted to see that degree. And so finally there was an organization that took me in and they placed me at Golden Gate Community Center, which is in Maryville. Okay. And I, did, uh, I developed a program for youth there at-risk youth and I wrote the thesis and I got the credits and I finally okay I finally got the degree mm-hmm. and I was the first to go to college in my family so that was really really important for for me to make sure I got that piece of paper right um, even though my dad is like you know you still need to go get your doctorates like I cannot die what until I get you you know uh-huh. it's and, and it's true it's interesting I have I have my bachelor's and I have my master's and he will not let me have my certificates why he says they belong you... to him. So he gives me copies oh. of them. I don't Damn. have them. I have colored copies of my my my, my degrees. That is bold. They belong to him. Yeah. My father. Well, damn. There you go, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, I want to see Doctor by your name. Mm, no, you're not interested. No. It's no. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. We were thinking. I know Serena definitely wants to go back, and then. I don't, I think I had a brain fart for 10 years, but I was, I thought you had to master in uh, whatever you studied. Um, I don't know why I thought that. 
And then she's like, no, you don't, you can master whatever. Yeah. So then I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe I will. But I, because she's more certain of it, we, I'd rather her go first. Yeah. Than me, who doesn't even, haven't even decided. Well, I hope um, she gets to keep her certificates, her degrees. I, I, yeah. She didn't, she didn't walk when she graduated. Because she's very, like, I don't want the attention. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, shut up. It's going to be a party. And, um, no, I always have to, we got married in the court because she wanted, and I said, no, we need a party. We need flowers. And we need people. <laughs> and horses. And, but, no, she's very, I'm not, I don't want attention. Yeah. So, so I, but, yeah, she definitely has the, the piece of paper. I'm so sorry. We can go get it from your we'll dad's house. Them. Yeah. We'll have to steal them. We'll figure it out. Uh, were you close with your parents? Yeah, I, you know, and the, like I said, growing up, it was my mother and I, we, we struggled. Um, mm-hmm. But my father, my father's always been the one that I, I had gone to. Um, now that I'm older and I'm a mother, my relationship with my mother has changed drastically. and It's gotten so much better, and I just appreciate her so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, now they're in a they're in a stage where that I never thought I would be in is, and it's like they're my children too, mm-hmm. you know. And so I find myself having to care for them like they were. Yeah, they're they're little, and it's the conversations that we have are funny. So just recently, you know, my dad said, you know, Miha, I don't know if I can. Uh, live in this house and keep it up you know and it's our childhood childhood home right and I said well, what, do, what, do, what do you want what do you want to do what are you asking dad what are you asking me he's like well I think you know could we live with you I'm like, oh shit man oh. <laughs> I said all right all right let me talk to my husband talk to my husband he's like all right I knew this was gonna happen it's okay I already knew I've had it in my mind I planned for it yeah and so um we went, I said, we, we talked, well, look, our, our house at the time wasn't big enough. And I said, well, this might be the time. We were always planning to buy a house. Mm-hmm. And um, for to, a, our permanent house, as we used to call it. And so we're like, maybe this is the time. And so we went, and we found, because my, ha- my, hun- my dad had some specific conditions about how he wanted to live with us. You know, okay. he wanted to have his privacy. Like, he All couldn't, right. like, he wanted to live with us, but he didn't want to live inside the house with us, so he wanted something separate. Okay. So I said, okay, so. Cool, making demands. Husband, <laughs> All right. My husband and I, we found this beautiful house mm-hmm. on horse property, and there's a casita in the back. And we bought the house. We're super excited about it. The school's across the street. Literally walk my kids to school every morning. That's it's nice. amazing, yeah. right? And we bring my dad and my mom over. We show them their house, the casita. And he says, it's not big enough. I said, oh, shit, dad. I said, you know what? Look, I did my job. Here are your keys to your house. Do whatever you want with it. So right now what he's doing, he hasn't moved in yet. Um, He has contracted someone. And they're going to expand the house. And it's literally one one room sh- smaller than his current house. So I don't know this whole idea about downsize. I don't know what yeah. happened to that. But that's where we're at right now. Okay. So that's what it's like so living the, with my parents. Yeah. You know, or the relationship I have with my parents. They're yeah. like children. Yeah. I, yep. I appreciate my mom and uh, somewhat my dad a lot more now that I'm a parent. And... I was like, I was an asshole to my mom. Now that I'm with with the baby, I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I'm so sorry. And yeah. then, um, but it's funny, my mom will, will make little comments like, is he breathing? What do you mean is he breathing? Like, she'll just ask questions. And she asked so many of these kind of silly questions that Serena said, I don't think your mom raised you. Because how does she not, so there was four of us. Yeah. How does she not remember how you walk? Like, it, it's just very strange questions. And... Oh man, I don't know what I'll do if they ask me to if they ask to live with me. Yeah, no, I want to pass them on well, to my other gonna, siblings. Yeah, well, we're gonna That's... have a conversation about boundaries when they oh, come yeah. and move. You know, especially when it comes to the kids, because for my parents, they always do it better than me. You How know? So? Oh, they. Oh, just everything. Everything, okay, right? Okay, yeah. Well, especially when it comes to the kids, they know better. Yeah, they always do it better than me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and they like to brag about it. Oh, you know, when Timothy, my little one, because they help watch him for me. Oh, Timothy ate all his food. Oh, Timothy slept through the whole night with us and all oh, this. Uh-huh. And he does it with me. Yeah. You know? And so they're always... There's, you know, just yeah, throwing it at you. Throwing jabbing, it at you, you know? Jabbing you with that. Dang it. And so those are the things I have to just brush off. Okay. You know what? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I also recognize that that's their opportunity to do it in a different way, too. You know, when oh, yeah. they were raising us, I mean, they didn't have time and they were always very stressed and it was just different. Yeah. Someone didn't show up to take the kid back. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just leave them outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's when whenever uh, our baby cries, my mom will look at me and say, "Why is he crying?" I was like, "He's a baby. He cries. What do you mean?" And but she she says it with a tone like, "I'm a shitty father." Yeah. Because he's crying. I'm like he's just crying. Yeah. He's just crying. Yeah. No, I know. And it's but yeah, parents so just have that power funny. of they could say any little thing and it it turns into a, a missile of death yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And it's terrible. Um, you you have siblings. I do. I yes. have a younger brother. Were you close? Yeah, we were. We're yeah. I mean, growing up, for sure, he was my my best friend, my first one. Oh. And he was my first enemy. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's my That's brother. That's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Always wished I had a sister, but. It's okay. I dressed him up as a girl every now and then when he Perfect. was little, and I had a sister for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he's he's a good. He's the complete opposite of me, and so I have to. I take him in doses, so I can't see him all the time. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Just you know, I can do like I saw him like a couple weeks ago, so I have to wait two at least two weeks before I see him again. Right. He's very much a person that is uh, has a very big personality very strong personality very a little bit close-minded about things and so i have to take him in doses oh the close-minded part yeah yeah i know a few of those and it's uh i some of the parents of my kids are uh it was more so a couple years ago when trump first won there were there were more yeah, Trump, woo, bang, bang. And then so I, mm, I can't say anything. Um, I can to the kids. Uh, I mean, I couldn't say, uh, don't hate the guy. I said, well, why do you like, because my little kids would be saying it. I love Trump. And I go, well, why do you, because my mom said. And I, it's just, what? You're yeah. just teaching, and it's, it's, it's just passed on, but. So I live in a family. Well, so my family is very much they're they're very much all Trump supporters, right? And I am not. Yeah. And so for for family gatherings can get really interesting. And so we've had to have some rules about conversations because oh, they've gotten really heated. Yes. You know, and they and so we want to main we want to stay family. Oh well, yeah, right? of course. I want to stay married to my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's just certain things that we don't. We just don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's I have to find people that I can talk ab- about those things to because right. sometimes you know they're really heavy, oh, yeah. really heavy, and you want to be able to to let it let it go and and to kind of try to make some sense about what's happening. And family is not that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, we've had to have some really clear guidelines about what is acceptable family talk and what isn't yeah in my home yeah yeah and I, I just I don't get it I don't know what happened but about them being trans yeah, I, I don't know what happened so that's what we I'm gonna write my thesis on like is why are families. colored people because my mom and dad too like he hates you guys he hates us what are you talking about and it's it I, so that's my, yeah, that's my thing I want to research. I'm like, how do you... And the, the closest thing I can get to is is maybe the the conservative aspect, the, the, the very traditional, even though he's not. He's not, though. He's not. I don't but know. It's, Michael, I don't it's, know. I, I stopped know. trying to figure it out because it's driving me nuts, you know? Yeah, I'd be frustrated. The, the, the Thanksgiving right after he won, my dad, you know, we're all hanging out. And I already knew he was going to talk shit 
he brought it up and me and my little brothers Serena we were like we're not we're not doing this and he said it again I said we're not because it was at our house and I was like we're oh. not talking about you can go we're not yeah. talking about this yeah. we can talk about whatever you want except for that except for that and so um, and I think since then um, no we, we would visit them my mom and dad and mm-hmm. you know the baby's walking around and the TV's on, and they have it on Fox News. Oh, yeah, all day. All day? <laughs> all day. Food <laughs> Network, watch something else. Why is this on all day? All day. And so... Yes, literally he'll, he'll all day. He'll stare at it, and my dad, oh, he likes Fox News. No, he doesn't. He likes the bright, shiny lights. And so I'll change it, and he's still watching it. That's so it. funny, yeah. It's, oh From the gosh. moment I drop off my son, uh-huh. till the time I pick him up, Fox News is playing all Damn. day long. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd rather him watch Fast and the Furious. Like, it's just something not that. Anything. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know how someone can watch that all day, though. I, don't I mean, it, that's... I guess if you really love it, believe it, I don't even know yeah. the word you would yeah. attach to it. But. but I will say, Michael, I got to tell you, there, there has, something has been occurring. So for my husband, so my husband is a white man. Uh-huh. And um, he really struggles with the idea of privilege, white privilege. Oh, boy. And he really struggles with the idea of racial profiling he doesn't understand mm-hmm. and so we have a hard time having those conversations because he's he can't connect to it and he he's never experienced it before mm-hmm. well obviously because well, he's right he's on white the man. other yeah. he's a white man and so it's been funny because over the last two weeks i mean these are conversations i do not have with my husband because it will create a fight it will be an argument in our home because mm-hmm. he's very on the other side of it and two weeks ago, we were at Walmart doing our grocery shopping, and I have a diaper bag that is literally a backpack. Yeah, yeah. And I usually carry that backpack, so I asked him to do it so that I could take care of the kids, and he had the grocery cart. He was carrying the backpack. We go through the garden center, and there's two sec- security, you know the security greeters at the door? Oh, yeah, yeah. There is two of them, and one of them... Uh, white older woman mm-hmm. the other the, the the second one is a younger um, pers- a man he was an, and he was I'm going to assume he was I'm thinking Latino he was a person okay. of color and so they were standing at the door he I walk in first nobody says anything to me he walks in and just even the way he I think it had to do with the way he was dressed he doesn't have any hair he shaves his head and he had a goatee and the lady, the white older lady, immediately stopped in with like a loud tone. And she says, sir, we do not allow backpacks in here. You're going to have to leave the store. He turns around and starts cussing her out. Whoa. And I had to come back. <laughs> what? With my kids, you know, one in each tote, right? And uh, the, the other security man, the, the, the man of color, says, no, 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 what, you know, Molly, whatever the hell her name was. She's like, it's not a backpack. Yeah. It's not a backpack. Yeah. I come in and intervene. I said, ma'am, it's not a backpack. It's a diaper bag. And I actually bought it at Walmart. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh. I said, if you need to look inside, it's okay. Right. My husband's like, about to like fire up like he's about to explode uh-huh. and he's like let's get the fuck out of here let's get the fuck out of here I said no we gotta do the grocery shopping like get over it right yeah and so they let us go through that night he was really upset about it and I said you know what you just experienced he's like what I said you just experienced like being profiled yeah like and, and think about it I said think about it what if you were a black man and you went off the way you did to that woman? Ooh. Black guy and a white and so, lady, And yeah. think about it. Who called you out? There was two security people there. Uh-huh. Which one was the one that called you out? Mm-hmm. This is a white older woman. I said, you just experienced it. Yeah. At what Walmart. Did he, what did he say? I about? said, we, he's just, he didn't say anything. Okay. He didn't say a word, right? Cause, and I didn't want to say, I told you so or you're wrong. 
Um, but it's started to kind of click for him. Yeah. You know? Yesterday, again, mm-hmm. he was trying to get, we were doing the self-check at Walmart. And it's funny how all these experiences happen at Walmart. Walmart's There's a strange <laughs> place. So we ended, yeah. you know, he bought this like flosser with like water flosser. Yeah. He's got something about his teeth. He really needs to clean them all. So he got this like high tech water flosser and it had like a security thing that had to be removed. Okay. And so he needed to get it taken off. And so we were in the self check and he went and asked this, you know, tall, white, older man, can you please remove the security check so that I can scan and take it home? And he said, no, sir, you need to pay for that first. In a tone, and it, and he had a look. Yeah. And I just remember, it was funny because I looked at him, and I gave him the look, and he gave he's he was like, fine, whatever, I know you're right, you know yeah, yeah. that you're right look. So twice when we walked out the door, I said to him, "That's twice for you." Mm-hmm. And he just kind of like, you know, I could see him wearing it, but I think. Um, it's been interesting. I ho- I'm hoping that more of those things happen. I mean, that's horrible for me to say that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, horrible, but when you think about it, that's if that's the only way to get them... How else do you understand? Right. Unless you, until you experience it. To go through it. it. Yeah. And it's... I think I want to say it's hard. Like, you almost can't blame white people because if they don't... Yeah, if they don't experience it, then... But I don't know. I think there's a line where... How, how do you not see this happening? When you show them statistics, when you show them yeah. different cases of, of people of color, yeah, and it, but they still turn a blind eye to it. So then, well, well fuck it, you go go through it then, yeah. go through it, if that's yeah. the only way. Yeah, and it, you know, for me, in my mind, I always thought, you know what, I think that he'll understand it when it happens to his children, because it will happen to our children. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm, I'm I'm trying very much to prepare them. For, mm-hmm. for when it happens, because it's going to happen mm-hmm. to, to our children. Um, but I'm kind of glad that it's happening to him now, so that when it does happen to our children, he's ready for There's it. There's a little know? more, yeah, a little more weight to what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that? My podcast? Yeah. Oh. Well. You had some ideas. Yeah, you know, wanted to start a podcast this year about you know, really talking about women's issues and specifically women of color. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, it was, a, you know, just, I remember just growing up and just starting my career. It's, there's been a lot of challenges when it comes to being a woman and, you know, trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not a lot of people out there to kind of really help you through it. And yeah. so for me... I figure, you know, really want to have conversations with women and talk about these issues and how they've been able to kind of overcome them, or if not overcome them, how are they coping with it, you right. know? Um, and try to create some form of a sisterhood. Yeah. Um, because it, there's not a lot of that either, you know. Um, in my career, when I first started, I remember talking to a woman that she was a, she was an executive director of this really awesome nonprofit organization and she like immediately told me she's like Sarah you know if you're gonna make it in this world like you need to learn off the bat this is a man's world and you need to know how to work in a man's world mm-hmm. and that was kind of what set the stage for me and it's ever since that's really what it's been about you know um, and so my hope is to be able to talk about some issues around you know money and salaries and confidence and you know all kinds of different things that women you know sexual harassment I mean all the things that we go through Uh right just to make a living yeah um and and hear from some really phenomenal women in the valley that are in some great places and as far as their careers and and what they've they've been doing mm-hmm. to 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 get there yeah so yeah never I hope, I hope oh i can't wait i know you'll do it i was gonna say i hope you do it but i i can't wait to hear it 
Do you, what's no? What was that face? Well, what just I, happened? I, I hope I hope I hope it goes well. I mean, you I will your coaching you. today has I'm, been very I'm helpful, trying. and partnering with your wife will be really nice yeah. because I think we'll have some really deep discussions. Um, I know that she's someone that's going to challenge us to have really deep discussions, which yeah. is what's needed. Oh yeah, people need to talk about what they're not talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I hope. Yeah. I've got my fingers crossed. What's uh? Can you share um? If you're fine with uh, a personal, was what, what was one of the first issues you ran into that you hope to cover? I mean, you talked a few um, salary. You talked about sexual harassment. When I started about, working. Yeah, oh yeah. Gosh, so that you noticed. KFC. Mm-hmm. My first work experience. Yeah. Right. Very new. Um, I was being sexually harassed horribly absolutely horribly mm-hmm. I had um, this guy I remember I mean he would just come at me and he would just rub his penis on me all the time what the fuck? I'd be washing dishes he'd come up behind me and he would just you know like dry hump me in behind uh-huh. and I was really scared I was really scared in my mind as a 16 year old I'm thinking what did I do to provoke him mm-hmm. like what did I do to yeah. make him do that to me. And what am I continuing to do where he's not stopping? Mm-hmm. You know, and and too afraid to say, you know, please stop. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the no was really soft because mm-hmm. there was so much fear around it. And, um, yeah, that was a really tough time. And, and then when finally someone saw it happening... Uh, my boss, who was a really huge, like she was my very first mentor. Um, she was in my the manager there. She said no, mm-hmm. and just you know fired him with yeah, a quickness. Well, and, and she that's... sat down and she had the talk with me. She said no, that's not allowed ever. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until I had that woman sit with me and say, "This is what it's supposed to be like. This is not allowed." Uh-huh. And so those are kind of the conversations that I want to have with people about what have your experiences been? How can other women give you some advice about what yeah. it's supposed to be like? You right, know? right. So that was my very first experience. Yeah. Damn. Uh, that That's one thing I've noticed in a lot of these, uh, especially now with the, the Me Too movement, is kind of the asshole saying, well, what did she do? She probably brought it on herself. Yeah, and, even and it's as like women. how does how? But then it it sounds like it's ingrained too that yes. somehow you did something. Yes, isn't that and that's sad? So sad. I know. And it's just we need to stop. We that. don't even the conversation doesn't even go to how you felt uh, as far as what was going on with the situation. It was just right. well, she probably did something. It, well, maybe she shouldn't have worn that, like what or whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead of. Trying to figure out what the yeah actual problem was. Yeah. Oh shit. So so now that I have a daughter. Yes. You know it's really I mean she's five. It's really important that we're building up women, you know, mm-hmm. so that when things like this are happening, you know, you, they're ready for it. They're mm-hmm. ready for it and they're ready to de- to deal with it. They're ready to deal with it in a in a good way, in mm-hmm. a way that where they're they're the advocate. Yeah. Uh, for themselves and for a lot of other women. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's just one example of, yeah. you know, all the shit women have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, you know, and, and me and my work now, you know, I am a, a person of color. I am a Latina. And so many times I am the only person that is re- represented at the table. Yeah. And I, it's a huge burden to have to be the representation for so many people. Right. You know? Um, and how do it's, we change that? Mm-hmm. How do we create a space at the table for others right. that are of color to be at that table? Uh, other women of color to be at that table. Right. Because then that's the other thing is now it's not it's it's being a woman, which is a lot, but now you're adding the women of color, which is a whole other yes. shit sandwich. Yeah. That's, so, I yeah, I can't wait to, to hear it. And the, the stuff you, you bring up and unpack. And I think it's, it's super important. I remember when, um, when Serena was pregnant, I was hoping for a girl. Because mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to raise a badass girl. 
who doesn't conform to the norms. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want a girl because of the it's world. So hard. She's like, it's so hard. And especially with that guy winning. And she's like, I don't want a girl. So and so, you know, we got a guy. And uh, I was a little bummed. Uh, but I mean, uh, she said we could raise him on how to be towards mm-hmm. women, be it help. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he's not doesn't mean. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what we I mean, to, we were the to last help. ones to get to vote. Yeah. Like everybody t- <laughs> got to vote. And then finally, women yeah. got to finally vote. Yeah. This whole time. <laughs> it's just like, like we weren't even considered <sighs> as. A, a valuable uh, uh, opinion. We had a voice, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> we it's just so ridiculous to, to look back. Boat. Yeah. Um, so usually with, with my podcast, we, we end with a few questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been questions the whole time, but now it's just something totally random. The baby is back. <laughs> and he's, he seems pretty cool right now. He's cool. Um, can you... You can? Okay, so that's a yes on that so. one. Can I win? Uh, describe your funeral. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Gospel music. Gospel music. Okay. Like happy gospel. Like loud, happy gospel music. Yeah. And lowrider cars. <gasps> I actually want to be, I want to be carried in like a lowrider truck. Yeah. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, drop down to the ground. Do you have a color in your head? Do I have a color? Of the truck? Oh, yeah. Like a purple. purple. Real pretty purple with some pinstriping, spoke wire wheels. Yeah, yes. That's Perfect. my funeral. Is that, I, is that good? That's I good. love that. Um, with some what? loud gospel music. Perfect. I'm going. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite childhood movie? Childhood movie? Like, yeah, growing up. What was your favorite movie? Mm. Or you could do a couple. If, yeah, because that's, a, that's a tough one. question. So I've always liked Johnny Depp. So I fell in love with him at, at Crybaby. Oh my That's gosh. where we first met. Yeah. And we fell in love. That's where we first met. Okay. Crybaby. Cool. Do you remember Crybaby? I do. I, I think that was my first Johnny Depp movie. Yes. Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. That was I my still first think time. he's pretty handsome, man. And and because know? of him and because of him, like I love. No, has he gotten more bad? Poor man. He just needs me. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> him. We'll get him on him, here. Like I love, and so I just said a few a few hours ago that I hate reading, but I will read pirate romance novels. Okay, and picture him because of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. Uh, what was the last time you laughed really hard? <laughs> Today. Today. I okay. I laugh every day. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I I love to laugh. Yeah. Especially okay. in places that are really quiet. That's the best. Yes. Or when... Like Cubicle World. Yes. <laughs> People always know I'm there when I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, I love laughing, like if a kid falls down and hurts himself, but it just, they fell funny because they're awkward. Oh I laugh and I'm like, okay, are you okay? Are you all right? Do you need a hug? But it's just fun. Or if they're walking bomb. Like I laugh more at him <laughs> than concern. Like laughter comes out first before concern. Yeah. Concern is not fast enough for some reason. Yeah. I think, I hope when he's older, concern will be faster, but right now it's just cute and funny to me when he bonks his head or falls. Uh, and then the last one, what TV show do you refuse to watch? Oh. Do I refuse to watch? Yeah. I don't really watch TV shows. I mean, I just okay. got done watching the Soprano series with my kids. Isn't uh-huh. that sad? That's horrible. Oh, gosh. That's horrible. Yeah. I heard it was, I've never it seen really it, but violent. I heard it was violent. I was yeah. just say, you know, spray and close your eyes, cover your oh eyes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like, so okay, there's not one that pops to your head. No. I think mine would be Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I think I, I just pissed all, every white person off yeah. listening. Yeah, I don't know but, anything about TV shows. Okay. Well, okay. What movie do you refuse to watch? So I love movies. Yeah. So I. Is I there one know. that you're like, nah. You know what? I'm, I'm not, not into sci fi. I don't do sci fi. Really? I don't get it. Like no, what? Like Star Wars? Yeah, I don't like okay. that shit. I don't get it. Okay, well there it is. I think it just yeah. no. Oh. I mean, yeah. Now we're done with the podcast. Oh, yeah. No, I, just... <laughs> I was like, she was trying to get us out of here. See, I just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw, I saw someone. 
and I thought they were going to come yell at you. It's just oh, no. <laughs> that would be fun on the podcast. That would be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had that so many times. We that had one um, when we, we were at the Tempe Library, and the, the rooms, like this wall would be a window. So you could see in the other room, which I thought was weird, right? But I mean, I guess this one's three it's out of four. Little, there's privacy here. Yeah. Which, but in the room next to us, there were women drawing blood. Like, they had syringes. Oh. So one did it to the other one. Okay. And then she got up and did it. And the episode was like an hour and a half. They did it the whole hour and a half we were there. That's so unsanitary. And so you can hear us commenting, like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, do they have stuff on the table? Like a napkin? I don't know. And then the thing you wrap around to get the vein. I mean, I would assume they were, like, trying to get a job, maybe, somewhere. And how is that allowed at the library? It's not. It's not. I don't know. He should have reported it, but I don't think he Mm, no, we did not. Not my Because it was entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining. It was part of the podcast. It was scary. Yeah, and so then I had uh, one of my friends who listened. They said, hey, I heard that other episode you did. Were people really drawing blood? I go, yeah, we're not going to make that up. There's people drawing blood. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for yeah. Thank you and for so coaching me today. Yeah, hopefully I'm a shit show, so maybe you need a different coach. <laughs> I don't think I'm the good. Uh, the success of coach my of my podcast will have a lot me. to do with what Damn you it. told me today. You're like that Asian woman led me wrong. <laughs> but thank you, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. And then I have to stop eventually. <laughs>